I'm gonna smack down my competition. I'm ready to take a big bite out of competition. It's Big Chef, Little Chef, Showdown, plus Hot Dogs, Poundgate, and my barbecue, Sammy. Next, Rachel. Rachel Ray, today at one on NBC5. We all rise for work, family, passion. NBC5 rises for you. The largest news team connecting you with Texas. NBC5 Today, weekday mornings, starting at 4.30. Log Talk Radio. All right, everybody, welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show and the pregame show of your round, Lad Eagles. As they take on the Fossil Ridge Panthers here at Homer B. Johnson Stadium. It is the pregame show, and the pregame show being brought to you by Wesson General Contractors for all your general contracting needs, whether you have you know, gutter problems, you have water damage, you have or whatever the case may be that you might need uh, a general contractor, get a hold of my buddy at uh, Wesson General Contractors, and folks, you'll be glad that you did. They are good people, and we thank them for sponsoring the pregame show, Your Rowlett Eagles. Uh, here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Come in contact with them at 214-200-5588. Even roofing and gutters, sidings, all that stuff. Make sure you get a hold of Butch Wesson. Well, here we are. It is week number three of the Rowlett Eagles as they are going to try to get back to where they were. And I, I said it at week number two. What a difference a week makes because week number one going to week number two is where it ended up. Uh, They just played so much better in week number two than they did in week number one. Now, when we set where the Rowland Eagles are in week actually week number four as we are, uh, week number three is the tale of two halves in reality. So, you know, what a difference a game makes from week number one to week number two. And then in week number three, you know, the tale of two halves as the Rowland Eagles played fairly well in the first half of the football game, but unfortunately were unable to put it together to where they are now sitting at one and two. So, that is the big difference as far as where the Eagles are today when they're getting set to take on the Fossil Ridge Panthers here at Homer B. Johnson Stadium today, a Thursday game. Remember, this one kicks off at 7 o'clock, so make sure you're around for that um, over at Homer B. Johnson Stadium. Usual kickoff at 7.30 on a Friday, but on Thursdays, they kick it off a little bit early. And then the Rowland Eagles – The week after that, they get the Naaman Forest Rangers. And, folks, the Naaman Forest Rangers are playing very, very well and are sitting right there tied at the top uh, in this district um, with a 3-0 record. So congratulations to them as this is a football team that really had to build it from scratch because of the last two seasons we weren't getting what we saw this year in the first three weeks than we did in the past three years for Naaman Forest. So definite improvements and playing well outside of district. We'll see how they do when they go into district as the Rowlett Eagles as well as Naaman Forest and Saxe, you know, really kind of the teams in this area that are playing well and could make a play for the playoffs as we were looking at Lakeview Centennial as being a team that they could be up there as they have had a rough uh, preseason uh, out of district games uh, so far this season. They are one and two on the season as well in the outside of district. So that's kind of where we are here on the Couch Potato Sports Show getting started here um, for this week's games. We're going to take a look at a lot of things. We're going to take a look at last week's games. We're going to take a look at the obviously the game that is going to be happening this week. We'll also take a little bit of a sneak peek over at the Neiman Forest Rangers, the team, the Rowlett Eagles play the week after this. And then your Rowlett Eagles are on the bye after that. So a lot of things. You've got two more weeks before the Eagles get time to rest some players and hopefully get some folks healthy during that bye week. So 
What we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're going to hear from our main sponsor, of course, that's Butch Weston or Weston General Contracting for all your roofing, gutters, sidings, water damage, all that stuff. Make sure you come in contact with them at 214-200-5588. Let's hear from him and our other sponsors here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Rowlett Eagles radio network. We'll be right back.
Hello? Hey there. Hey, what's up? And not much. Are you all set for me? Yeah, I'm set. All right, very good. We'll get this done so we can get to bed. Okay, yeah, I'm all beat. Huh? You beat? Yeah, hurry is a long day, it seems like. Do you want to do it tomorrow or? No, 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 we're good. No, no, we're good. Yeah, let's get done so we can get it up. You got it. All right, here we go. Hold on. Okay. And welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show and the pregame show. I got online the guy that sits usually to my left. It is the Eagle Eye Bill Serna. Bill, how you doing? Good. You know what? You're right. I never do sit to the right of you. I'm always to the left, ain't I? Usually to the left, so you know I I don't I don't even know why that is. <laughs> well, you know what, you know what. Anytime you get a, a pair, I mean, you think. Uh, I mean, granted, we're not married or anything, but you know, if you get a couple. They always one sleeps on one side of the bed, the other one sleeps on the other side. I mean, there's just habits that are made, and and you're my partner, and, and I guess this is just a habit we made. Yeah, I'm on the right, and and you're sitting on my left, so you must be in your right mind. So there you go, right. That must be it, yeah. It must be it. <laughs> now, now I was talking earlier in the pregame show, uh, you know, as far as the difference between week one and week two. Okay, what a difference a week makes, right? I mean, we we saw how they came out flat, then came out had a real good game in week number two. Week number three. You know, I, I can base it off of, since obviously we're talking about high school, we can take it to a high school uh, book, The Tale of Two Halves, not The Tale of Two Cities, but The Tale of Two Halves is really the big difference of what we saw in week number three. Well, and this team, I mean, we came out in the first three minutes, had 14 points up on the board, had two possessions, neither one of them over 30 yards, and had touchdowns. Uh, you know, we came out just really strong, and, and uh, such a good opportunity to really take control of this game, and 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 we, we just didn't let it happen. You know, we we left them right back in the ball game, and by the time we uh, were into the second quarter, uh, you know, Plano was uh was ahead of us. Yeah, it, and before he knew it, and, and it was and it was quick too, you know. But the Eagles, they they score right before the half, you know, with I think it was twenty eight seconds left to go on the board uh, at the time when they got the ball, and they went ahead and they marched that ball down there, got into uh, the end zone, which the momentum was definitely on the side of the Raleigh Eagles before uh, they hit half, and it's like. They hopped in the bus and headed home because it was a totally different football game in the second half where we've seen a lot of things happen. But really, to be honest, I mean, all we've got to do is take a look at this football team and what it was. Last week, the, uh, the Wildcats, this was a running football team. And the Eagles knew what was coming their way, though, I mean, in reality. And um, they just couldn't get the job done. Uh, to stop that football team because they were running all over them. I, we, I forget how many yards we – we I assume we went over 400 as far as total yards was concerned. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and uh, you know, the Plano did not do anything fancy. They did not change up their playbook. They just ran their uh, smash-mouth football and just uh, kept running the ball. And even when they passed the ball – there was nothing where they were really throwing down the field. I, I think I remember one time when they really threw the ball down the field. The rest of the time, it was just short little uh, drop-offs or uh, little screens here and there and let their runners do all the work. Definitely, and that was very effective as they had three, a couple of players break them off into the middle, and uh, there was like four or five rushes that way where they were over 30 yards uh, each time. So it was something that the Raleigh Eagles could not recover from, and before you know it, it was where it was, and the Eagles were running out of time uh, to get back into this one. So really knowing what was coming and could not stop it, that tells you how good the blocking of that football team was up in the front uh, in order to open up those holes. And not only that, then the moves that were made in order to get past the second, uh, the second wave of uh, Rowlett Eagles that were right there. They were, this was a team that was capable to find the seams and get through it usually untouched. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that's, that's what uh, Rowlett was doing. Rowlett was putting up seven or eight guys in the box. And, and once those, uh, 
those running backs were able to get past that first wave of, uh, of Rowlett defenders, they were able to just open up the middle of the field. Uh, you know, at, uh, and then that Plano, you know, team had some some huge offensive line. Yeah, but I don't Absolutely. think there's anything that could have overwhelmed the Rowlett defense because, you know, the first couple drives, the Rowlett uh, defense was doing really well uh, holding off that run, and then all of a sudden it just, it just fell apart. Yeah, broke down, and, and before you knew it, uh, that's what ended up happening, uh, the victory on the other side for the Wildcats uh, of Plano. So this week, the Rowlett Eagles, they get a football team that is coming in that is undefeated as well. They're 3-0. and They got the victory over Saginaw uh, for 42-10 uh, to 10. the week before that, 42-30, to 30. and uh, the week before that uh, against Lamar, 49-14. to 14. So what we're seeing is, is that a team that's going to score 40 points up against the Rowlett Eagles. They need to figure out a way to get that ball in the air or on the ground and in the end zone because this team is averaging 45 points a game coming into them this week. Well, and you're going from a, a total flip of what we were expecting last week with Plano with the running game. Uh, this Fossil Ridge team uh, likes to put the ball in the air. You know, I think, and then yeah. uh, their quarterback in three games, he's got 14 touchdown passes in three games. So uh, I don't. With that being said, I also don't think that Fossil Ridge has seen the caliber of team that Rowlett could be. So you know, uh, that's going to be the big question. All right, is Rowlett going to come out the team that uh, played against uh, Rockwell, or are they going to be the team that comes out and plays uh, like they did against Plano? Oh, good point. Good, very good point because, you know, it's all about the bounce back. And we, we talked about that as far as how, you know, we gave all the credit to the, the coaching staff uh, going from week one to week two. Um, we, we're hoping we could do the same thing after we talk about this game next week but when uh, the Rowland Eagles are about ready to face Name the forest, you know, give them the kudos to that, to that coaching staff to be ready for a game like this. And you, like you said, it's a team that's going to throw the football. So that secondary is going to be challenged big time. So depending, and, and I think we have a pretty good secondary. I think the team has held it off. Obviously last week, the team was running the football. So we didn't get a, you know, a big, huge look at them, but in week number one, I think they held it down a little bit or, or marked that against the, uh, uh, Rockwell Yellow Jackets, they were able to hold down some big-time players. But there was always that one. Smith got over 230 yards and three touchdowns. There was always that one that always made it there. So they're going to have to figure out a way to, you know, close the holes in the secondary as well and not let one guy just take over the game for them in the receiving area. Well, and that's just it. You know, it, uh, there's uh, this uh, Fossil Ridge team has two receivers that between them, the two of them have 11 of the 14 touchdowns. So uh, they're going to have their, you know, they're, they're going to have, they're, they're going to get their uh, yards. The, the big object is to minimize the yards, minimize uh, after the catch uh, uh, yards that they get. Uh, you know, we talk about the secondary, but I think a lot of uh, focus is going to need to be on the defensive line. You, uh, you know, I, we got to get pressure on the quarterback to, uh, to not give him the time to get that ball down the field. Yeah, and and that's one thing you have got to be able to you know figure out what is going to be coming at you and figure out a way of stopping it. So that's going to be the huge thing for the Raleigh Eagles coming up this week, and then next week obviously you're, we we get the Name and Forest Rangers, who really, if you look at the last four years, this is a football team that was winning one sometimes no games at all, um, and that's not what ended up happening, uh, or that's not what is happening this year um, as the Rowlett Eagles uh, are fighting for their spot. Um, the name of Forest Rangers are coming up and they are doing very well in their own district as that football team, as, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, name of Forest Rangers are undefeated as well. That is correct. They, they are 3-0 and uh, they're playing so much better. And, you know, the Coming into the season, you know, I had mentioned that they were going to be very well improved. Um, a little bit surprised that they're already three and zero on this uh, uh, so far in the season. But you know what? Uh, I knew that they're going to be challenging for a playoff spot, and and you know, seeing what they're doing so far, you know, I'm pretty confident they are going to make a playoff spot. So I don't, I don't think it's going to be that uh, that rollover game that Rowlett has had in the past with the Rangers. I think it's going to be a little bit more. Uh, 
competitive for them. I think it is too. I think it's going to be something where they're going to have to go in uh, through the three games. Name and Forest have put 89 points up on the board and only have given up 20. Uh, so they're getting the ball in the end zone and they are stopping the other team from getting in there as well. Now, granted, that's outside of district, but if you look at the district um, right now, Lakeview Centennial's not playing well. Garland's not playing well. Uh, South Garland is one and two right there with the Rowlett Eagles. Um, but the Rowlett Eagles, they've only scored 89 points out on the season. The only difference is they've given up 109. So, you know, this is a different football team than what we're normally used to seeing. And, you know, Saxe is just the class of the division. 157 points, they've only allowed six points to be scored on them. It, th- those are crazy numbers uh, coming to you from Saxe. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And <clears throat> I don't think they've played the competition that Rowlett has played. But, you know, Saxe hasn't played any <clears throat> uh, gimme games. They, they've, uh, they're just a tough quality team and you know right now in the in the area they're the number uh number three ranked team they're they're uh, also a, a, a statewide ranked so um they got a lot of weapons on there so uh you know you're absolutely right they are the cream of the crop of, of the of the district and i'd be really surprised uh uh if they did not stay number one seed throughout the throughout the district but uh you know at the, like i said before name and forest is, is really starting to make people uh, uh prop their ears up and uh, and take notice of what they're doing actually yep and they got sherman this week and sherman's undefeated they're they're two and oh out of our mark that they're two and one on the season they've won two in a row name of course right there three uh three games in a row uh but uh last week uh north garland they got the victory over newman smith uh so they're up on the board north garland they won 42 to 14 uh name of forest rangers beat grand prairie 21 to nothing uh so those numbers were right there and then south garland they got the victory against white the only team uh really in this uh in the division loss was the rowlett eagles but this week uh uh, it's a little bit different as Lakeview is taking on Centennial. Centennial is one and two on the season. Lakeview is zero and three, and we know about uh, the uh, Name of Forest Rangers as they are uh, taking on Sherman, and then South Garland is taking on Liberty. Liberty is zero and three. South Garland one and two. Uh, so this last game, you know, this last game is sitting all ready to go uh, before everybody gets in district. Uh, it's time for them to uh, put up or shut up. This during this week for the teams that are struggling in this division. Well, and if you look at the out-of-district uh, schedules right now, there's only two teams that have a winning record right now out-of-district, and that's Saxe and Naaman Forest. Everybody else yep. has, a, has a, a losing record in non-district. So I'm um, kind of surprised that there's only two so far, uh, given the, uh, the level of competition that uh, I think uh, we've seen from uh, – some of these teams. Uh, I mean, even uh, Rowlett, you know, we, we looked at uh, a Louisville game as, as a, a, a game that we sh- should have no problem with. You know, Louisville hasn't won since uh, since that game. So, uh, yeah. uh, you know, it just, uh, it just uh, very surprising that the level right now where the district is within the with uh, out-of-district uh, schedule. What do you think the talk is? I mean, granted, we can only speculate. Um, as we're in the booth, we're seeing everything that they're seeing. They see different things. They see things that we don't even see. What do you think the talk is as far as where the Rowlett Eagles are now? What are what are the coaches trying to pinpoint, especially getting ready for this week against the Panthers? We know they're going to throw the football all over the place. Uh, so, obviously, they got to be ready for that. Do you think the focus more is on the defense, or is there going to be more focus on the offense? because they're going to have to score against this football team. No, it's got to, it's got to be on the defense. You know, they they really got to buckle down and uh two games in a row where they've uh given up uh uh what uh, at least 40 points. So, they're uh, uh that focus has got to be on the defense. But, you know, it, it, you look at that off- offensive side and uh one of the two of the big glaring issues right now is drop balls. You know, these receivers have been dropping a lot of balls. Uh, you know, there there's mm-hmm. some there's some that weeks, uh, you know, will overthrow or, or misthrow, but for the most part, uh, a lot of the incompletions are drop balls, uh, balls that are in the numbers and where they should be. Uh, and then the second thing I think is going to be the offensive line. Offensive line did a lot better at protecting him 
uh, weeks on, on the passing, but on the running game, just could not open up those holes. Yeah, exactly. Now, one good thing is the Red Eagles are doing is they are rushing the ball 173 yards a game. That is a combination of all three, and what I mean by all three rushing the football, of course, that's Amos Lang as well as Preston Weeks. Uh, Preston Weeks leads the team in rushing with 156, Lang with 146, and Amos, you know, in in and out of the games uh, for uh, 140 yards. The difference, that 140, it's coming off of 23 carries, so he's averaging six yards a rush on that. That's Amos, and that's the junior. He's got four touchdowns for the Rowlett Eagles as well as Preston Weeks. So I think I think the Rowlett Eagles, obviously, their strength is their running game because of what they get, but when you think of that big arm, you think Preston Weeks throwing the football down the football field, and uh, right now, we're just not seeing a lot in three games uh, as the leading receiver for the Rowlett Eagles is uh, Evan He's got 10 catches, 113 yards, no touchdowns. You know, one touchdown pass the whole season, and that, that's, that's just something that is totally different than last year's Rowlett football team and, of course, the three years before that. Yeah, you're absolutely I was just going to say that that's been the staple for Rowlett football for the last few years. So uh, definitely a little bit different. You know, I think with – once again, with the rushing game, I think uh, – Part of the reason that we're seeing it uh, be a little bit more successful is just um, uh, the option of using Weeks' as a feat, too, because, uh, you know, he's a weapon when he runs the ball uh, because he's not an easy guy to tackle, and, and they've used the option a little bit more than they uh, have in the past and, and uh, uh, really open yeah. up the running game. Um, Definitely. But, uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, you, you mentioned Evans. Evans struggled against uh, playing on. I'm sure he he would be one of the first to tell you that as, as, uh, he only had three receptions in that game, and he had been the go-to guy uh, uh, in the first two games. So definitely, um, uh, you know, a, a game that I'm sure he's uh, glad to be over, and, and hopefully he can uh, just uh, adjust for this week. But uh, they're definitely if the, the defense cannot get. Uh, lock down and, and stop some of those uh, plays, the offense is really going to have to come through. Now, some news outside of Rowlett Eagles, but it is Rowlett Eagles. What are you saying, Sonny? What are you, crazy? Yeah, former <laughs> Rowlett Eagle is in town this week, where, uh, you know, uh, Bill, uh, down the street at SMU. We're going to get Logan Bonner and Arkansas State taking on the uh, uh, SMU and the Mustangs. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I think you, I don't uh, – are you doing stats uh, uh, this week on, on Saturday? or Because I'm thinking about taking a trip out to SMU saying it's right down the street. Um, yeah, I'm like, no, I'm – I'm, I'm, uh... <laughs> I, I might, I, yeah, I have a, a college game with uh, Texas Westland that I'll be doing stats for. So I'll actually uh, be on the other side of town uh, taking care of that. So I think Friday night, since we're off on, uh, since we're off on Friday, I think I'm going to go uh, um, uh, watch a little bit of high school football. I have a, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Rudy Hawkins, Hawkins uh, from City View High School out in Wichita Falls. They're going to be uh, up here near the, the Metroplex at Paradise uh, with the game. So he invited me to come out and, and uh, join the team on the field and and uh watch a little bit of high school football so i think i might just go and enjoy the game and uh maybe uh practice my calling from the sideline there you go i'm gonna probably put you in charge of some uh play-by-play here you did good in a couple uh, a couple of uh, spots where i wasn't available uh when we uh had transmission problems you jumped right in there you're you're getting better at that too watch out the eagle is becoming the complete man oh no oh no (laughs) Yeah, I, yeah, that, that that you're we're only asking for trouble uh, when I do that. But if that doesn't work, I'll I'll become a, a sideline reporter. But I don't think I can uh, 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 do as well as some of these uh, uh, nice looking young ladies that uh, do it for NFL and college football. But uh, I can give it a try. Yeah, the sideline reporter, that'd be kind of cool. And we can bring you on uh, live up on the side. But they, I, I know they don't like doing that. I know they don't like no. answering questions in the high school game. And even if they do, we don't want to put it out there for them. But, uh, yeah, so Logan Bonner in town with Arkansas State taking on SMU on Saturday. I, I'm going to probably definitely go down for, because some of the best tailgating, uh, you know, the Bonners are all set and everybody's going to be there. So um, I'm hoping to go grab a ticket and check that one out. Uh, depending on obviously what happens on Saturday, but a uh, good one here for the Rowland Eagles, a good test for them um, uh, for the uh, 
for to get ready for district. You know, a really important game. Game number four, where you know forty percent into the season. After this game, forty percent of the season's gone. We got six more games to go after that, Bill. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And you know what? Uh, I, I I'm not alarmed. I'm not worried about uh, uh, the district play right now. As, as I feel like pretty confident that we get into a, a district. What we need to do is we just need to. Uh, uh, really learn from what what we mistakes that we make from district because uh, you know once we get into the playoffs uh, that experience that we get from these non district uh, games and this and this level of competition is going to be huge. I think you're right, and every year that outside of district really really helps with that uh, to see where they can be because because unfortunately within district you know out of the teams that are in there we, we we're going to get four into the playoffs. But you, usually that fourth spot's what people are going to be battling for. Is this, this can be a little bit different with Saxe probably, like you said, you know, being the cream of the crop. They've risen to the top. Number two, number three, and number fourth position uh, is up in the air between three, three football teams quite possibly. The question is what order that will be. Normally, if the Rowlett Eagles are not winning this thing, they're right there in second. And this year could be a little bit different. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here in district in these last six games after this week well and i and don't be surprised if we get to uh the playoffs and and number four seed from this uh, district has a has a um uh five and five record or maybe a below 500 record uh because yeah. it's going to be a dogfight with these teams uh uh coming to district play yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of the uh, the NFL days of the '90s. I mean, when the, it was a, just a grinded out week after week, and you know, you know, slobber knocker of a, of games. That's why I think we're going to get in district this year because you're only going to get Saxy once and name and force. You know, the Rowlett Eagles are capable of beating that football team. Uh, they just got to put it together, and it's going to be a slobber knocker for it to happen. So, yeah, this is going to be good. I'm looking forward to this season, the rest of the season right here in district and seeing where it's going to end up there as far as that's concerned. So a good set, a good set for this week as we're over at HBJ Stadium. Uh, this game, If I'm not mistaken, we're kicking off at 7, right, Bill? Not 7.30, right? Uh, yes, we're 7 because it's a Thursday night game. Thursday night game, 7 o'clock over at HBJ Stadium. You can hear all the coverage on the Couch Potato Sports Show at www.thecouchpotato.wix.com forward slash Rowlett Eagle Sports. Or bring your cell phone. Make sure you charge that up as well as charge up that that Bluetooth or your headset and get ready and give us a call 347-215-7497. You can hear all that going on as far as the game is concerned. So for the Eagle Eye Bill Cerna, you know, I am Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. We're out of here, Bill. This one's going to be a good one. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. We'll be back here. This is the pregame show. Kickoff at seven. We'll see you then, everybody. Bye-bye. And we're clear. All right, go to bed. It's 10 o'clock. All right, buddy. Is it that late? It's 10 now, yeah. Okay, I I better turn on Friends, and and, uh, and that always puts me to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Every night. I got the same thing. I I, I watch uh, Seinfeld, so there you go. All right, cool. Oh, there you go. All right, buddy. I'll uh, I'll see you tomorrow night. You got it. All right, bye-bye.
gonna smack down my competition. I'm ready to take a big bite out of competition. It's Big Chef, Little Chef, Showdown, plus Hot Dogs, Poundgate, and my barbecue, Sammy. Next, Rachel. Rachel Ray, today at one on NBC5. We all rise for work, family, passion. NBC5 rises for you. The largest news team connecting you with Texas. NBC5 today, weekday mornings, starting at 4.30. I'm gonna smack down my competition. I'm ready to take a big bite out of competition. It's Big Chef, Little Chef, Showdown, plus Hot Dogs, Poundgate, and my barbecued Sammy. Next, Rachel. Rachel Ray, today at 1 on NBC5. We all rise for work, family, passion. NBC5 rises for you. The largest news team connecting you with Texas. NBC5 Today, weekday mornings, starting at 4.30.